lesbian and the founder of Gays Against Groomers, I'm done with pride because it's become a degenerate kink fest. It doesn't represent me at all. It doesn't represent the gays and lesbians I know. And they're shoving it down everyone's throats, especially children's. It's disgusting. And we're going to take it back whether they like it or not. I'm done with pride because it's become an embarrassment. As a gay man, I want nothing to do with it because all it is now is a celebration of debauchery, indulgence in narcissism, victimhood, and grooming of kids who shouldn't be there in the first place. That's why I'm done with it, man. As a lesbian, I'm done with pride because it's embarrassing. Have you been to one lately? That does not represent me, and I'm disgusted with it being pushed on children. Hello and welcome back. This is Waking Up With Mel. This is episode 32 and today we are going to talk about gay pride because tis the season for gay pride month. And just just as disclaimer here, I have absolutely zero problems with people's sexuality. You can do whatever you want in the bedroom as long as it has nothing to do with children and it's consensual between two adults. Okay, that's my take on everything. I have gay people in my family. I have gay people that I love very dearly. I could care less that they're gay. Now, what I do care about is this push of this agenda on our children. And it is not okay with me. I don't want any sexuality pushed on my child, as a matter of fact, because she's a child and doesn't need to be bombarded with things that she's not even aware of or cares about. You know, kids these days are bombarded with sexuality from the time, the second they're born. And it's no accident. It's no mistake. If you have never listened to my podcast about the Kinsey Institute, that sick pervert is a huge reason why we are here where we're at now. So today I want to just talk about this whole pride thing and the Bible's very clear about pride. So let's read what the Bible says about pride. We're going to start in Proverbs eleven twelve. 12. Um, this says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. Proverbs 29, 23. One's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. Proverbs eight thirteen. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and ignorance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Proverbs sixteen eighteen, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. James 4, 6. But he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. 1 John two sixteen, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. Psalms 10, 4. In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. Proverbs sixteen nineteen. It is better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. First Peter 5, 5. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Psalm fifty nine twelve, for the sin of their mouths, the words of their lips, let them be trapped in their pride for the cursing and lies that they utter. Proverbs 
2124. Scoffer is the name of the ignorant, haughty man who acts with ignorant pride. Daniel 4.37 Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exult and honor the King of Heaven, for all his works are right and his ways are just, and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. Obadiah 1.3 The pride of your heart has deceived you, you who live in the clefts of the rock, in your lofty dwelling, who say in your heart, who will bring me down to the ground? Isaiah 23.9 The Lord of hosts has purposed it to defile the pompous pride of all glory, to dishonor all the honored of the earth. Ecclesiastics 7.8 Better is the end of a thing than the beginning, and the patient in the spirit is better than the proud in the spirit. Isaiah 2.11 The haughty looks of man shall be brought low, the lofty lofty pride of men shall be humbled and the lord alone will be exalted in that day leviticus 26:19 and i will break the pride of your power and i will make your heavens like iron and your earth like bronze isaiah 2:12 for the lord of hosts has a day against all that is proud and lofty against all that is lifted up and it shall be brought low psalms 10:3 through 4 for the wicked boast of the desires of his soul, and the one greedy for gain curses and renounces the Lord. In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. Proverbs 15.25 The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but maintains the widow's boundaries. Isaiah 13.11 I will punish the world for its evil, and the wicked for their injury. I will put an end to the pomp of the ignorant and lay low the pompous pride of the ruthless. Ezekiel 28:17 Your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I expose you before kings to the feast their eyes on you. Second Chronicles 26:16 But when he was strong, he grew proud to his destruction. For he was unfaithful to the Lord, his God, and entered into the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. First John two fifteen through 17 Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Psalm 73, 6. Therefore, pride is their necklace. Violence covers them as a garment. Job 41, 34. He sees everything that is high. He is the king over all the sons of pride. Okay, so now let's go back to how this whole gay pride thing even started. The first time I remember seeing a gay pride parade, I had just opened a shop in Albuquerque, New Mexico on Central, and that's where the gay pride parade was. And I was blown away by the fact that they closed down the street so a bunch of people could walk down half naked and basically be pretty gross in public. Like, it was weird. Now, this was 2001. I had just moved here from Boise, Idaho. And I have never seen such a thing. I was like in complete shock, in complete shock. And I kept saying, why don't we do straight pride parades? If we're going to do gay pride parades, can we do straight pride parades? 
And I never at the time put enough thought into what the future would hold and how this would, in my opinion, digress. It has not been a progression of any thing at all. And let's just start with some just simple history. Okay, so this is from pbs.org. And it states that December 10th, 1924, the Society for Human Rights is founded by Henry Gerber in Chicago. The Society is the first gay rights organization as well as the oldest document, documented in America. Okay. So then you fast forward 1948. <sighs> Alfred Kinsey. I think I called him the wrong name at the beginning of this podcast, but that's okay because he doesn't deserve the right name. Anyways, Alfred Kinsey publicizes sexual behavior in the human male. From his research, Kinsey concludes that homosexual behavior is not restricted to people who identify themselves as homosexual and that 37% of men have enjoyed homosexual activities at least once. Okay, well, and if you have just listened to my Kinsey Institute thing, because this man is a sick, sick guy and he started a lot of sick, sick stuff. So anyways, then we go to 1950, November 11th, and this is kind of what started everything. In Los Angeles, gay rights activist Harry Hay founded America's first sustained national gay rights organization in an attempt to change public perception of homosexuality. And honestly, the way they treated gay people in the early 1900s was equal, in my opinion, to slavery. It was not okay. Uh, these people got fired from their jobs. You know, they were treated like low-class citizens all because of their sexuality. So instead of reading you all of this, I'm just going to fast forward to the fact that we have come a long way. You know, they used to say that in 1952, the American Psychiatric Association lists homosexuality as a psychopathic personality disturbance. And that's not okay. You know, like I said, I have a lot of people that I love and that are awesome members of society that live a gay lifestyle and I don't think the way we treated homosexuals in the you know early even 1980s was okay they were treated awful and I'm glad that we got rights you know that they have rights but it's become a point where I believe it's crossed the line if that makes sense. And this podcast I'm going to be honest has been really hard for me to even want to put out because I've received so much hate since 2020 that I don't want to receive more hate. But I also think that there's a line that the Bible has drawn regarding this topic that a lot of people don't want to adhere to, which is their prior, you know, your priority. You can do whatever you want to do. But people that believe in the Bible, like me, aren't here to point fingers at anybody because we have three fingers pointing back at us and we need to worry about that and not the fact of what someone's doing in their bedroom. It is not my business. However, we have to stand up for the values of the Bible and that isn't done by telling people they have a mental disorder because of their sexual orientation. 
I also think that that's something that God can work with. Um, I believe each of us as individuals have a journey and a lot of us don't choose to bring God in our journey. And that's on each and every single individual. You know, I, I have my own life things I'm dealing with and I don't have time or energy to care and worry about someone's lifestyle. So with that said, I also do care about my, the society I live in and what's being pushed on my child. And it's one thing to choose to live that lifestyle. It's another thing to push it onto somebody. And I feel like the last, you know, since 2001, the first time I saw the gay pride parade march down the streets and close down my business, it, it, it affected me. It, it was like, why does this person's lifestyle now affect me and my life? Like, that's not okay. If I, if we did a straight pride parade, people would be pissed. Why are you doing that? It's like, it's just the most bizarre thing. And so we've taken something that went from, you know, people should have civil rights and human rights to now you're stomping on other people's rights because we're, it's pride month when veterans get one day, you know, like mothers get one day, fathers get one day, like, and now we have a whole day that we push this pride thing down people's throats and not only is that against God and his word just the word pride it's turned into debauchery these people are walking down the roads in g-strings and in front of children parents are bringing their babies there like do you not think there's spiritual things going on in that stuff like there really is and it should affect people. And that's why I love the gays against groomers because just because they live a gay lifestyle doesn't mean they're okay with all the bull crap that's being pushed down people's throats. And let's talk about the, the whole abbreviation thing. Okay. Oh, wait, before I get there, let's talk about the first gay pride parade. And it wasn't called a gay pride parade. And I found that very interesting. That didn't come along until way later. So what happened was June 28th, 1969, patrons of Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village riot when police officers attempted to raid a popular gay bar around 1 a.m. Since its establishment in 1967, the bar had been frequently raided by police officers trying to clean up neighborhood of sexual deviants. See, like, that's not okay. <laughs> they should be raided because they're trying to hang out with each other. Like, it's not okay. Angry gay youth clashed with aggressive police officers in the street, leading to a three-day riot during which thousands of protesters received only minimal local news coverage. Then, a year later, June 28, 1970, Christopher St. Liberation Day commemorates the one-year anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. Following the event, thousands of members of the LGBT community marched through New York into Central Park in what will be considered America's first gay pride parade. The last few episodes, I talked about word trickery and the way they use words. And I feel like this is a huge word that we should be aware of. Pride. Okay. But the Bible is very clear about pride. We need to be humble of hearts. We need to be lowly, not 
Oh, I'm the best. I'm so prideful. Look at me. I'm going to wear my G-string down the street. Like, if you saw a bunch of straight people going down the road, humping each other in beds, wearing lingerie, and doing whatever they do in their bedroom in a parade, nobody wants to see that. And I feel the same way about the gay lifestyle. I don't want to see what you guys do in your bedroom. Like, I do not care what y'all do in your bedroom. Please don't go put it down the street so my kids can see it and close my business because you close the streets. It's not okay. And this was about liberation because gay people were treated horridly and that's not okay. And that's the thing that I feel like we get all hung up on here. Like it was so hard for me to do this podcast because I don't, like I said before, want people to hate me or think I hate gay people. I, I don't at all. But... I mean, I love gay people with all my heart. I love people, humans. I love humans. I try every single day when I drive down the road and someone's going really, really slow or pissing me off to just be like, God loves them. What can I pray for them? You know, it's hard to love people, but we have to love people and hating people is not going to help anybody understand God or God's heart. And that's what the whole purpose of being a Christian is, is to share how much God loves you and how much God cares about you. And to do that, you have to do that by, if you love God, expressing your love for people as God would love them. And people get really confused with the love of God and the judgment of God because God does have a line and he draws the line and he speaks about the line clearly and a lot of people don't want to hear about the line. And I remember when I first was talking to my teenage daughter about this lifestyle. I said, you know, it's a sin. And she said, what do you mean it's a sin? I said, well, in the Bible, it's a sin. And she was like, what? And I think that's a huge thing is, you know, living with your boyfriend or girlfriend out of wedlock in the Bible, it's a sin according to the Bible, right? Uh, living a homosexual lifestyle in the Bible, it's a sin. Uh, you know, I, in, in fact, let me just read that real quick because I don't want you to just think that I'm making that up or saying that. I'm just going to read it. And the fact is, is a lot of us live in sin and we don't want to admit it. But a lot of people think that when God talks about sin homosexuality is the only sin like in Sodom and Gomorrah and it wasn't a huge part of the sins in Sodom and Gomorrah were the just the unrighteousness how people treated each other and in this verse I'm about to read you you're going to notice that God's not just talking about homosexuality yes it's mentioned because God knew exactly what we were going to do in the last days and here we are but it's not the only sin but According to God, it is a sin. And I think that that's where people get really mad, you know? Nobody wants to be told they're living in sin. I, when I was living with my boyfriend and my mom told me I was living in sin, I did not want to hear it. But she was right. There's many times where I didn't want to hear about the sin I was doing, including right now. There's many things that God's convicting my heart of, the sin I'm doing, that I just want to say, oh, no, God, that's not really sin, it's okay, you know, and God's working with me. 
and that's what we got to do with every area of our life. And that's the hardest, I think, subject around this whole topic is, is it, you know, biblical? And a lot of people rather just be proud and live in their own eyes and not care what God has to say about anything. And that's okay with me. I'm not here for that. Because at the end of the day, we're going to have to go and talk to God about our own lifestyle and our own lives anyway. You know, it's not between anybody else but you and God at the end of the day. But it doesn't negate what God says. It just doesn't. I first want to say that right after this verse, because a lot of people take the Bible out of context and they just read one verse and not the before, not the after. So I believe you always should read the at least three verses before and three ver verses after whatever verse you're telling people, right? So at the beginning of this podcast, I read you verses and you should take and read those in context. It's very beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So in this is uh, the book of Romans. It's Romans 1. We're going to go right to verse, uh, so Romans 1, 18. And it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifested in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world... His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his internal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became fruitful in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creepy things. And I'm going to pause right there and say, that is so true. When I taught yoga, you should see the people that have so many statues that they worship. So many different gods that they have in their homes. All different kinds. And... They have no ears to hear, no eyes to see, and no voice to speak. They are made by man's hands, and the people worship them. I saw it with my own eyes, and I never did until I taught yoga. It was very interesting. So anyways, um, so there we are, people worshiping animals. And therefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the lust of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies amongst themselves who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served a creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to a vile passions for even their women exchanged the nature, natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also men leaving the natural use of women burned in lust for one another, men with men com committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness. Now listen here, guys. It's not just about sexual immorality right now. It's about wickedness. 
People were full of greed, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only to do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Okay, well, what do you say about that? I, that's that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. For me too, you know. Um, are there people that I am working on forgiving? Yes. Uh, do I sometimes gossip? Yes. Does God hate all of this? Yes. But, but, you know, and that's the hard part I think that we all have because nobody wants to be a hater. I remember when I first started speaking out years ago, when I first had my daughter in 2008, I used to speak out against daycare because I think that we live in a society that we have farmed off our children since they're six, six weeks old so we can live a better lifestyle, quote unquote, when our kids are suffering. And I feel like kids a lot of the times are looked at as accessories when they're human beings. And I was all about raising my kid. I still, I mean, I have another kid now, 15 years or 13 years after my firstborn. And I'm starting all over again and it's hard. And I want to be in a career and I want to do my things, but I have a kid and she comes first. And she comes before money and she comes before my cars and she comes before anything, you know, as long as my bills are paid, which I found out you can make that happen if you trust God and just, you know, say, God, lead me on my direction. Then we don't have to farm our kids out to daycare. You know, we might have to suffer a little bit with our own personal wants and desires, but those five years that your kids are at home with you go really quick. And if you choose to homeschool, power to you because the school system's failing us. And that's going to lead me to the rainbow. When my daughter went back to the public school system, it was after the coronavirus pandemic. And I was not going to send her to school in a mask at all. I'm like, no way. So... I decided after two years of trying this homeschooling thing that it wasn't really working out and I found a school that I thought would be okay. I go to the school and I see that they have these rainbow flags all over the place that say safe place and I'm like what is this crap? Like why are they promoting this to kids? My kid's 15. She hopefully hasn't even thought about sex yet and you're sitting there pushing this gay agenda in her face. Like, this is the problem I have. I don't care. Like I said, what's your lifestyle? My problem is, is that we're like, so quote unquote proud about your, the lifestyle that we're pushing it to be the norm. And it's not, it's not what God intended for people. And if you choose that and you chose that or whatever, then that's your choice. And we have that choice. But it's not what God intended. And that's not from me. That's from God himself. And if you don't like it, take it up with God. And I say that about everything that God says. God says Jesus is the only way you get to heaven. 
take it up with God. You know what I mean? Like, why are we fighting with each other? There's nothing to fight about. It's God wrote it down before at the beginning of time. And then we choose to say, I'm not reading that. That's irrelevant to me. I don't care. God don't matter to me. I'm worshiping my dog over here. You know, like it's up to us. But at the end of the day, if we don't share the truth of God as Christians in a loving manner, then we're not doing our job as Christians, right? At all. And the fact that the the enemy, the devil, which I believe is more than just one source, the devil came with a third of angels and those angels made with humans and those humans created demons and we're dealing with that right now. They want to kill, steal, and destroy everything God made. And it's crazy and it's true. And the best way to still kill and destroy things is starting with the most innocent, which are children. That's why they're trafficked. That's why they're abused. That's why they're pushing this agenda on them. And it's not okay. I mean, let me not jump forward. Let's first talk about the rainbow. So I go to the school and I'm like, really? Really? You got the rainbow on the doors saying, okay, safe place for kids who shouldn't even really sexuality shouldn't be involved in school at all period at all period I don't care at all period it's a parent's job to teach your kids about sex and if you can't do that as a parent then you're failing period so I go I start praying I'm like I go I pray over the school I pray over all this stuff and then I start thinking how did the demons steal God's covenant it's the rainbow's gods. It's not the demons. It's not a gay agenda flag. It's the rainbow's God's covenant straight from Genesis. When he said, I will no longer flood the earth. Here's a covenant to you and all your generations. The, the rainbow's a covenant from God showing us heaven on earth. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And now it's used. It's so funny, but not funny. Like, it's like, what happened? How did this happen? And I'm going to tell you why. Satan's a copycat and he wants to steal everything that's God's. And the rainbow is God's. So to me, that's almost like putting a blessing on this whole thing. Okay, now we're going to talk about this abbreviation. Because this thing keeps getting more and more letters as the years go on. And I can't even keep up anymore. I legit have to look this up on my phone to understand what all this means. All right. It started in the 1990s and it started with the abbreviation LGBT and that means lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender. All right. So we got them all included. All right. So 1990, we got the, you know, the, the LGBT. Now fast forward 2023, we got the LGBTQIA plus. Plus, I mean, I can't even keep up. And this is abbreviation for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, intersex, which I don't even know what that is, asexual, don't know what that is either, and more. These terms are used to describe a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. We have got to the point in 2023 where I can't even handle it. They and them, the, those are demons, okay? They, them. That's the only time the Bible refers to anything as a they, them, besides God. God is a they, them. He's, he's the Holy Spirit. 
he's God and he's Jesus. He's the only they, them. And then you got the demons, you know, trying to, again, copycat. It's just nuts. And now the pedophiles are trying to add their little abbreviation on here. They're calling themselves maps now. I mean, we can't make this up. This is insanity. And we're, we've gone from taking something simple as having rights, human rights, to live your life regardless of your sexual orientation, regardless of what the Bible says, regardless, you have rights, right? All right. Let's all be clear on that. Nobody should be a jerk to somebody. Nobody should beat somebody to death because they're gay. Nobody should treat somebody horrible and fire them. Nobody should bully anybody for anything. It's just not okay. But we have taken human compassion and giving people human rights to this pride thing, to stilling the rainbow, to uh, adding pedophilia to this abbreviation. Like it's just gone too far. And at the beginning of this podcast, I played Gays Against Groomers. It's an Instagram page, what they think. And it's nice to see the gay community standing up against this. Because it's just not okay. It's not okay. In 2023, we should not be promoting any gay agenda, any sexual agenda to our children. I'm a straight woman and I don't sit there and push straight sex to my kids. Because they don't need to know. I don't even like to talk to them. Most parents don't even talk to their kids about sex with straight people. Let alone the homosexual lifestyle. But now you walk into any store you walk in anywhere and it's like cool to be gay. What happened? What happened? Like we need to go back to God and let God work in our lives like never before. And this podcast was so hard for me to do and I didn't want to do it and I did it. So here we are. And I just pray to God that dear Lord, just touch the hearts and minds of people Please don't let them be angry or mad about anything I said. Let everything I said come out in love and the way my heart intended. But let your truth be revealed and let it be like my friend said the other when I was in Idaho. She said, it's not about anything but values anymore. It's like people lost values, Lord, and please just let them have values again. Let them put away their pride and, and humble their hearts and come before you and just ask what you want for our lives. Because you are God. You created us. You love us. And you care. And you told us your truth. And your truth will set us free. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Well, guys, thank you for listening. This was a hard one for me. I hope I didn't offend. I hope I said this in love. And I hope you are blessed. We'll talk later. Bye.